Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England. Direct from the Kensington Oval, Barbados. On TalkSport 2. A very good evening to you. I'm Andrew McKenna and welcome to TalkSport 2 and our exclusive coverage of the second T20 International between the West Indies and England in Barbados. OK, time to hold my hands up. Yesterday evening I started off by telling you this wasn't the same England as the Ashes and that T20 was a format of the game that England were pretty good at. Well, unfortunately, that's not how things played out. Bowled out for 103, England were never in the game as the West Indies cruised home for a nine-wicket win. Today's a new day, though, and if we know anything about cricket with England under Owen Morgan, it'll certainly not be panic stations. There'll have been conversations, there'll have probably been a few tweaks, but all done to give England the best chance of winning. So sit back and enjoy it as we find out over the next four hours or so whether England can level things up here on TalkSport 2. Well, evening all. Welcome along. And we are a couple of minutes away from the coin uh, going up to decide uh, team news and toss, of course. Uh, First thing to tell you, we've got another glorious day in Barbados. There was some rain overnight and early morning, but no sign of that and certainly no issue regarding uh, the players at the moment and starting this game on time. So it is all systems go. And England need to be all systems go because yesterday was all systems in full reverse, if we're brutally honest about the whole thing. Uh, Horrible time for them. 103 all out in 19 overs and uh, four balls. 49 for seven in the 12th over when Owen Morgan was dismissed. They were never at the races and they only got to 103 thanks to uh, Chris Jordan with 28 and Adil Rashid with 22. So, uh, 
That was the uh, problem, although the bowlers gave it a go. There simply weren't enough runs on the board. Adil Rashid, the only man who was uh, able to uh, make a breakthrough, getting Shai Hope out. So we are uh, awaiting the news uh, from the uh, toss, which will happen very, very shortly indeed. We'll be heading out to the middle to bring you that. Be interesting to see if England go unchanged or not. The word we're hearing is that Liam Livingston is now officially back in the squad for today's game after his illness. Doesn't mean he'll be picked. So uh, we'll be finding that from uh, Owen Morgan shortly. But it looks like England are getting uh, closer to being at full strength uh, for these uh, matches. Uh, remember, this is the second of five. Number three is on Wednesday evening. And then it is uh, next weekend for games numbers four and five. All of them get underway at 8 p.m. Toss at 7.30 will be with you for those. The toss for today's game is uh, imminent because I can see Owen Morgan and Kyron Pollard have uh, joined Mark Butcher out in the middle and we can join them. West Indies sponsored by Betway. I've got uh, Richie Richardson, match referee. I've got Kyron Pollard, Owen Morgan. Kyron, please give it a flip. Hey. Call his heads. <laughs> it's come down a tail. West Indies have won it again. What are you going to do, Kyron Pollard? How are we going to feel first? Uh, similar to yesterday, then you'll be hoping that you can get away to a flying start with wickets in the power play once more. Yeah, pretty much hopeful. But um, obviously, we're going on to a new pitch as well, so you don't know what it has to offer. Obviously, sometimes it looks like it's going to play well, but it's only when you're actually on it. So we get opportunity to see what it does firstly and then, you know, assess from there. OK, must be uh, very happy with the performance yesterday. Did everybody come through? Um, fit and ready to play today any changes to your team no no same team um obviously give the guys another opportunity you know the guys you know have done well yesterday and yes we have a big squad but you know we're in a position now where you know we want to try to you know inculcate you know one sort of one sort of movement and you know i think the guys are looking forward to the challenge absolutely important that uh, you back up one good performance with another yeah, of course. Um, that has been one of our biggest challenges in over the years, you know, trying to replicate and do the same things over and over. Um, conversation has been, you know, success is boring. You know, sometimes you have to do that thing over and over in order to be, you know, sort of, you know, consistent. So that's what we are striving for. You know, okay. yesterday was a start, but as I said, less than 24 hours, we're back here and we have to try to do it yet again. OK, great stuff. Thanks for speaking with us. Uh, Owen, well, as so often happens in sport, you, you get a chance to rectify the mistakes of yesterday. Yeah, not normally as quick as this. Um, so it is, it is nice in back obviously a different surface uh, like Polly mentioned doesn't play how it looks so again a challenge similar to yesterday is going to be adapting to conditions doing that better trying to negate things um, like we didn't do well yesterday okay large squad covid etc etc back-to-back games um, any changes to your side from yesterday? yeah we've made one change uh, Tom Mills is, is missing out and Reese Topley comes in and plays for him okay uh, no Liam Livingston yet he's still uh, struggling still unavailable at the moment uh, like I mentioned pre-series we will continue to change the side probably more so you know for the last three games now that we're, we're bang bang first up okay I'm struggling to hear you now so I'm gonna let you go <laughs> so, um, yeah. the news from the, the middle here in this second uh, Betway T20 international is that the West Indies have won the toss and once again they're gonna have a bowl first thank you very much Butch so there is the the news West Indies unchanged England do make a change Reese Totley in for Tamal Mills um, Butch may have not been able to hear Owen Morgan, but thankfully uh, we could. And he did also um, say, despite uh, us being told uh, that um, Liam Livingston was backing in the squad 
and available, it would uh, seem that, uh, from what Owen Morgan was saying, he's not actually fit and available to be involved today. So, uh, as yet, Liam Livingston not available uh, to be selected. So, England will be batting first once again. Delighted to say the former England spinner Gareth Batty is with us uh, on commentary duty uh, once again for this evening's game. Uh, what do you make of that then, Gareth? Uh, one change. Very good evening, Macca. Very good evening, everybody listening. Um, I, I think with back-to-back -back games, there's a pretty good chance that the big big fellas, the fast bowlers, are going to have some niggles from time to time. Uh, Tamar Milnes has, has had his injury issues. Um, is it something that he's picked up last night, or is it precaution that they're saying, look, he's not going to play back-to-back -back games, we're not going to risk breaking him? Um, the one thing I do know, Reece Topley is a very, very... Um, good replacement um, see him at close quarters uh, obviously on a daily basis back at the Oval um, and he's in good form he's in good fettle he's slightly taller than Tamar Mills but maybe it is a fraction tactical after they saw Holder he's not quite as tall as Jason Holder but he's certainly tall he's got that beautiful uh, left arm over swinging it back into the pads as well which uh, King and a few others have a few slight issues with uh, in the West Indian rack so is it technical is it a slight niggle to Mills who knows but um, you know personally selfishly it's good for Reese Topley the rest of the England lineup you'd expect to see the same uh, well, uh, Rhys Topley comes in. His dad is out in Barbados watching, and I hope he's able to get into the ground slightly quicker than he did yesterday, because on social media he was saying there were all sorts of problems getting into the ground because there weren't enough gates open. So as a result, an awful lot of spectators actually missed the start of the game because they spent some time in the queue. So, um, Donny, if you've got TalkSport 2 on while you're in the queue, jump the queue. Make sure you're in early doors uh, so you get to see the, uh, the start of play. There was discussion. Let, let's put the, the word discussion out there about the, the pitch we were on uh, for yesterday's game. Today, we've moved three pitches to the left as we're looking out from the, uh, the broadcast uh, area. Now, that is nearer to where uh, England played their warm-up game during the week. That played like an absolute belter. Barry Wilkinson, of course, is our uh, West Indian expert uh, once again. Is that maybe the side of the square to, to, to be on, maybe? Are, are the, the, the surfaces, as you get further to the, to the left of the block, maybe a little bit better? Because this one looks, in character, different to yesterday's pitch. Yeah, this pitch looks much better for batting, I must tell you. And yeah, you're right. The, the pitch on the left where the where England team would have played that warm-up is where they belted over 200 runs. We have to wait and see. Not a lot of cricket has happened at Kensington Oval in the last 18 months to two years, as you would appreciate because of COVID and what have you. So we're not quite sure yet to see how the squares have been playing. They've done so much remedial work. Australia played here last year in August, and that was the last internationals that we've had at Kensington. Uh, the Caribbean Premier League was played only in sick kits last year. So no cricket really has been played at the Oval. So I'm not quite sure that any pitch is more favourable in terms of uh, scoring more runs than any. You have to just to see how they have been prepared. But when you look at this particular surface, it's void of grass. Unlike yesterday, yesterday had much more grass. And that's why the seamers had such a great time. This one seems to be more uh, void of grass. And I think it's, it also looks flatter, which the England team should enjoy. What is hilarious, I'm seeing Jason Holder mark his run-up 
at both ends. So I'm not quite sure if he's going to be delivering at both today. <laughs> because yesterday he delivered at one and he got four for seven. If he's at bowling at both ends today, he's probably going to get eight. But no, uh, you, the, the conditions are absolutely spectacular. And this pitch to me looks a bit more balanced than yesterday, which I think favoured any seamer who would have perhaps been licking their chops when they saw it early in the day. So the West Indies have won the toss. They have put England into bat. So it's a, basically a, a repeat of uh, yesterday in terms of the uh, uh, toss and the decision. Uh, in terms of the team news, England made one change. Reese Topley is in for Tamar Mills. That's the only change on both sides. So uh, Jason Roy, Tom Banton, James Vince, Moen Ali, Owen Morgan, Sam Billings, Chris Jordan, Liam Dawson, Adil Rashid, Saqib Mahmood and Reese Topley for England. Shy Hope, Brandon King, Nicholas Poran, Darren Bravo, Kyron Pollard, Jason Holder, Fabian Allen, Romario Shepherd, Odin Smith, Akil Hussain, and Sheldon Cottrell are the uh, team for the West Indies. The players have just uh, observed a moment as the uh, anti-racism stance, and they're now out in the middle and preparing to get themselves uh, underway. Exclusive international cricket live: the West Indies versus England on Talk Sport Two. Here we go, it's Sheldon Cottrell once again. The second ball of the England innings is flicked down the leg side by Tom Banton and England are five without loss after two deliveries of this second T20 international. Banton gets down on one knee, swings this over square leg and puts it into the stand for six. England go to 13 without loss, Banton goes to 12 from nine. It was worth an appeal maybe the uh, couple of balls ago, but Banton has decided he's going to take on Akil Hussain. Jason Roy goes on the reverse, flips it over the offside through backward point, one bounce, and it starts heading up the steps as if it's going into the pavilion and the England dressing room. Cottrell is in, that is hit savagely hard by Jason Roy through long on, it's one bounce four. And I've been inclined to say that it was getting quicker as it hit the advertising hoarding 80 yards away from where Jason Roy made contact. Get Comes you. down the pitch and it's out and bold. Banton advancing to Allen, he struck it really hard. Had Allen not taken that catch, I tell you, his stomach would have had another navel because that was indeed struck really powerfully back to Allen. Good cotton ball, England loser for a swicket. Banton is gone for 25 from 18, it's 36 for one. Here he comes in again and bowls, and this delivery is beaten, or is he bowled? I think he's bowled him. Yep, he's bowled him. We heard the noise, we heard the... The death rattle, James Vince is not convinced. Yeah, and we've just seen there, James Vince is, the two umpires are conferring, but James Vince has just asked Shai Hope, did that bowl me? And Shai Hope has said yes, and James Vince walked off. So that was good to see. That's really good to see. Didn't go to the third umpire, wasn't asked to go off field. The batsman asked the wicketkeeper, did that bowl me? James Vince walks off, a pretty four. England are in a bit of trouble here, 40 for two. Here comes Allen in again, left arm spin and balls to Ali as he's driving this beautifully down the ground. That's gone straight. That's the first boundary in quite a while. Moin Ali just releasing the pressure a little bit. Well, England have only hit 1-4 in the last 26 deliveries. So it's Fabian Allen for his final over. And it's Jason Roy and he's beaten Akil Hussain at backward point. And that will break that drought as far as England are concerned. 
because the first ball of the 11th over goes for a boundary. Roy goes to 21, England 68 for two. Allen is in, swung into the leg slide by Jason Roy. That's going flat and all the way into the stand. It probably never got more than 25, 30 feet off of the deck and it stayed at that level, traveling all the way. Four and a six in this over for uh, England. Six more to Jason Roy. Cool, that was savage. Absolutely savage from Roy. A lap slog hitting flat over the field. I didn't care there's a man out on the boundary. I'm hitting it over, I'm hitting it hard, and I'm taking that fielder on. Great shot from Jason Roy. That's the one where the heart is in the mouth. As he strikes it, you just think, oh my goodness, get out of the way in the crowd. Because that's gone flat and hard, that's dangerous. Fabian Allen comes in again. Jason Roy takes him into the leg side. That is massive! Oh my goodness, that's out the ground. Jason Roy just purses his lips and has a little nod to Moen Ali. I tell you what, I hope that ball hasn't got Kookaburra on it and it's, someone's got the postcode because we're going to need to find someone to find it and post it back. That's gone miles, 80 for two. Yeah, Roy into his stride now. He's taken Allen to his last over and he's targeted him. He's got the short leg side boundary and he said, right, here we go. This is my time. He's going a little bit wider of the stump so Jason Roy can get his arms free. This time over the pavilion and a long way over. 150 yards over the pavilion. He's got miles. In goes Fabian Allen. Jason Roy hoiks this one into the leg side. That's a one bounce four. Into the dugouts where the England players are in front of the dressing rooms. And that is now 4.664 this over. And England are taking on Fabian Allen. Yeah, this is all about brute force. Jason Roy just muscled that into the gap. Holder in. Moen Ali goes across the crease. Hits back over the bowler's head. It's one bounce four. Moen Ali met that on the full toss and pumped it straight back past Jason Holder. And he's now gone for six runs. He only went for seven yesterday in taking four wickets. But Moen Ali has pumped the bowler back over his head. One bounce four and it's 93 for two. I wouldn't be surprised if this partnership... Uh, Moen and, and Jason have had a chat saying we're going we're gonna to target that leg side boundary and I think Holder knows it. his first ball a big wide outside the off stump he doesn't want to get hit straight and dragged into that leg side boundary Moen Ali walks across the offside swings to the leg side gets an outside edge that Shea Hope can't get hold of and it'll go all the way down to the very fine third man boundary for four runs that is exactly what Gareth Batty was just talking about England have decided to try and use the angle and swing across the line. Moen Ali went a long way across his stumps to the offside, was hoiking to leg, but got the outside edge and gave the keeper no chance in his fall. In goes Shepard, wide of the off stump. Jason Roy is hitting to the leg side, gets an under edge past wicketkeeper Shea Hope. It's gone in the opposite direction. It goes for four, and the England 100 is up. Jason Roy is one blow away from a 50. He's 45, not out. He hits from Mario Shepard to long on, and he's caught by Kyron Pollard. Kyron Pollard turns around to the spectators behind him and just gives them a little shush. He just wiped his face of sweat before Mario Shepard ran in that ball, Kyron Pollard, just to refocus himself. It was a back-of-the-hand slower ball that Jason Roy has slapped straight to long on. Pollard waited and waited, takes it in the bread basket, goes down to his knees, and the West Indies might have just saved themselves about 30 or 40 runs there. England lose their third. 45 from 31 is Jason Roy. They're 101 for three. Right arm over the wicket. Billings up and underneath this one, carves it over backward point. And the fielder down on the uh, third-man boundary, Odin Smith.
can't get around and cut that one off. Sam Billings is underway with a four. He's got four from three balls. 105 for three. Moen Alex hitting two, the short one. And boy, has he got all of that. That's another souvenir for someone in the crowd. He gets it up and into the jet stream of the wind. It wasn't a full-blooded smash. It was a sort of timing flip. He helps it into the leg side. And that is a six for Moen Ali. Glorious shot, gets it high, high and handsome. And it's up and on the way. And it's another maximum for England that takes them to 114 for three. Moen Ali, wow. Fourth six of the uh, England innings. He's chipped this one to short third man though. Has he hit it straight into the floor? Well, Sheldon Cottrell is claiming the catch. It's a wide ball on the crease line. And <laughs> Moen Ali has sort of jabbed the bat towards it. Now, the West Indies are celebrating. Moen Ali gives the impression that he wasn't sure. Did he hit it straight into the floor and squeeze it to the fielders? The umpires are getting together. Now, the important question is, what are they saying for the soft signal? Well, he has been given out by uh, Gregory Brathwaite. So Moen Ali goes for 31 from 24. It's 114 for four. Left arm around to the right hand. And Billings goes on the sweep. It's taken the uh, edge, loops up, and Sheldon Cottrell at short fine leg inside the circle. Takes the catch. Sam Billings goes. It's 116 for five. Billings makes five from seven. Here he comes again. And balls. This one has swung in the air, out to the mid-on area. Chance for a catch. Brandon King settles, takes the catch. The captain is gone. Jason Holder picks up the wicket to break the momentum. England now falter to 147 for six. Again into the pitch, Barry. That's it. Tall, tall man, tall action. High release point. He's bowled a ball into, uh, I would say it's more or less in the slot for Owen Morgan on a true pitch in the slot. He's back to England captain to hit that out the ground. But because of the way the surface is, just sat in the pitch and Owen Morgan hasn't quite timed it right but straight up in the air England captain goes for 13 England 147 for six here he comes in again and balls to Jordan and Jordan is driving in the air out to Jason Hall that long off catch taken on the boundary Jordan goals but not the biggest of worries because I thought 27 he made from 15 was just what the doctor ordered for England they've made 162 for seven so far we're still Eight balls left, anything is possible, but Jordan again, the game changer with the batting. Beautiful innings by Chris Jordan, but again, mentioned, I'm sick of mentioning this now, it's in the surface, you hit the surface, boulder ball, probably in the slot, on, a, on an absolute road, an absolute road, this is in the slot, and it goes out the ground. It's twice now, Owen Morgan and Chris Jordan have had balls that are in the slot, bowling hard into the surface, and it's very difficult to time it on. Morgan caught 10 yards in off the boundary. Chris Jordan a little bit stronger. And he's picked six foot seven, six foot eight, Jason Holder out, standing on the boundary. Take the catch with ease. Comes to the get of balls this time. This is swung out to the midwicket area. Chance for a catch. Catch taken. Fabian Allen there at midwicket taking an easy catch. Dawson departs and Holder gets another. Four yesterday, two today, and he's not quite done yet. 164 for eight and four balls left. And it's another ball that sat in. It's, it's not quite a Yorker, it's what you would say, it's again, it's in the slot. I'm repeating myself again, but it's in the slot. Gone to the big boundary against the wind. Jason Holder, because of his height, ball's just sat there. And it's a, an easy catch. 
Last delivery. Here comes Jason Holden now. Goals to Mahmoud. And Mahmoud gets a shot ball again. This time he's forced to defend it, playing it screen to the offside. Well balled by Jason Holden. A single to end the innings. And England, after losing the toss, we can axe the bat. They finish on 171 to 80 after 20 overs on top for two. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England. Direct from the Kensington Oval, Barbados. On TalkSport 2. Here comes Topley to bowl to Brandon King. Wide and down the leg side and tremendously stopped there uh, from the keeper. Comes in again and bowls. At this time he's wrapped in the pan. There's a loud appeal. He's given him. Topley got King LBW and uh, he's straight away going upstairs but I think the decision might stand and look pretty straight from here. Unless he's hit this Barry, I think he might be on his way and out he'll be going. Great start Barry's Topley, he's got the ball swinging, has referred it. Let's have a look, Topley. It's just about sure. Could be missing. It looked to be anybody pitched perhaps uh, pitched just on the, the, the outside leg. Interesting to see this this graph. I think it's I think it's maybe going on to be doing too much, Barry. 
There's no bat involved for sure. No bat involved. If the ball goes past the bat, gap between bat and ball, ball tracking when ready. Umpire's call, so that's a Spitching bit unfortunate for Brandon King. Umpire's call on impact, umpire's call on wicket. I'm going to go back to Nigel on field. Nigel, I'm going to ask you to stay with your original out decision. You're on screen now. So a bit unfortunate for Bradley King. If he was given that out, might have This is hilarious, this, Barry. England players, I don't think they realise that they've got the wicket. I don't think the England players have realised they've got the wicket here because they've all gone back into their fielding positions. Well, I just think they're celebrating for some. I think they did all the celebration prior, so they were just waiting on the confirmation. Now they've got that, they're ready to roll again. But this is not a good start for the Wendy's. Three for one after two. Here comes Topley now again and bowls to Hope. And Hope gets a Yorker, digs it out, but they're going to still steal a single, will they? Oh no, I think he's going to run out. Topley has done a brilliant job. They're going upstairs, but I think Shea Hope might just continue to run on. It was a Yorker delivery. Shea Hope dug it out, pushed it down the ground. Topley diving across the pitch, fielded as they took a single threw at the stumps and connected. And I think that Shea Hope is a goner. Yes, he is. Keep going, Shea Hope. The Windies are six for two in some trouble. Well described there, Barry, because that was brilliant. Oh, swung oh. it to the leg side by Porat. He has got all of that one. And it comes back off the fascia of the Greenwich and Haynes stands. Yeah. A bit more flight on that one. That's one-handed from Bravo. What a hit. It goes all the way for six. Monali around the wicket. Back deep in the crease is Poran. Going for square leg. He's not got all of that one. Caught on the boundary coming in. Poran goes. 24 from 22 deliveries. And England have their third. And surprise, surprise, Reese Topley's had a hand in so many things this evening. He's out there, but it's Vince who takes the catch in the end. It doesn't matter either way. Poran's gone. West Indies 47-3. Yeah, Moe now is straight into the attack. It looks like sort of a square seamer that rushes onto Poran, hits him high on the bat, on the splice, on the stickers of the blade, and it just lobs out, lobs out to a diving James Vincent, straight mid-wicket, great catch. Not sure he needed the dive, but it made it look a bit more spectacular. Very good, Moe Ali into the action, does his job against the two left-handers, breaks this partnership, the West Indian captain strides out onto the pitch. Rashid is... Oh! oh! Bigger LBW appeal against Pollard. I think there might be an inside edge there, which is why they're not going full bore at it, although Adil yeah, Rashid wants it, and they are indeed going to review. Pitch is in line. Impact is in line. Wicket's hitting. And Pollard has gone for a single from four deliveries, and the West Indies are 50 for four. Adil Rashid from the Joe Garner end with his... Leg spin, he was so sure about that wicket with Pollard. He comes in and bowls to Bravo. This wrap to the pad is allowed appeal for LBW. Rashid is still appealing. Are they going to go upstairs again? In the end, the ball goes into the onside and they take one. And they are going to go upstairs for another LBW shout. And Rashid seemed just as confident about that one as he did with Pollard. I actually think he was more confident in that one than he was with, with Pollard. It's just as it pitched in line. Here it is, the ball pitched in line. Impact in line, uh, hitting! That's another wicket, that's another wicket for Dear Rashid. Bravo is a goner. Ali to continue and bowls to Holder. Holder's driving back to her. Moen Ali, he's out caught! Caught and bowled! As simple as that. 
I thought it might have been a bump ball. Holder's walking off in shock. Moint Ali has got another wicket. And the Windies now like England yesterday in tatters on 57 for six. Absolute tatters, a little bit like Tom Banton, Fabian Allen in the first innings. Batsman comes down the wicket, gets a good piece of it. Hits it straight back at Moen Ali. I'm not sure what Moen Ali was more surprised at at most. The ball nestling into his hands and he caught it. Very, very big surprise on his face when he actually did manage to hold on to it. Smith swings and swings it hard. That's six number one, Odin Smith. You just gotta love him. It was tossed up there from Moin Ali. He didn't even want to get his eye in. He swung it over long on, and that's a six for the big man Odin Smith. As this one has swung in the air, out to the wicket boundary, over the wicket, it's gone for six. So Romario Shepherd decided to throw caution to the wind and swings the big six. Just releasing the pressure a little bit. Dawson perhaps guilty of over pitching. That wasn't a bad delivery, he just picked it up well. No, he dragged it down just a touch, just dragged it down into the surface. He's given himself some room, deep in the crease, helped it on its way. Dawson comes in now, bowls to Shepard, and Shepard is hitting this high, hard, in the air, and where's it gone? It's gone over long on for another big six. Wow, that was a big one. Allen across his stumps, flicks it into the leg side, and he's caught, deep square leg. Tom Banton stationed out there, takes it easy as you like. And if there was any outside chance of the West Indies getting up on this one, it may have just disappeared with that eighth wicket as Allen goes, caught deep backward square leg and the West Indies, 98 for eight. Yeah, a smart piece of uh, bowling from Chris Jordan, set his field, deep square leg, deep mid wicket, long on, pace off ball. Balls it into the pitch, the pitch stays slow from back of a length and Fabian Allen just gets dragged into helping it around the corner exactly where Chris Jordan had placed his deep square leg straight in easy catch for Banton, five piece of bowling from Jordan just before that wicket there was a bit of you you had to tell yourself in the brain that they can't do this, they can't do this but with those two at the crease Allen and Shepard their striking ability was through the roof so a massive first wicket there for Chris Jordan. Mahmoud is on his way in from the 3W stand end. Akil saying he's backing away oh. to the leg side and he's got this wider third man, third man on the edge of the 30-metre uh, circle and Akil saying has guided it beautifully through. It's away for four. He goes to seven, 108 for eight. Oh, smart batting from Hussain. He's, he's obviously, you look at his stature, you're saying he's not a man that might be biffing it back straight down the ground over your head, so he wants to use a bit of pace. Mahmoud's gone pace on, he's backed away and sliced it through sort of backward point, third man, he's up in the circle, all he's got to do is beat him, smart batting. Chris Jordan will bowl the uh, 18th, right arm over, he goes, Akil Hussain aims over the offside, oh, what a shot! The young bowler has just hit Chris Jordan over long off for six, Hussain goes to 16, it's 117 for eight. Cool, hang on a second, hang on a second, what a shot this is. This is a shot of a top order batter, beautiful flow of the bat. Oh, Shepard swung this into the leg side. Sixer into the scoreboard. And 6-1-6 six, six goes this over. Shepard goes to 28. The West Indies haven't given this one away yet. It's 124 for eight. It means they need 48 from the remaining 
15 deliveries. Odin Smith is off the field. He's sitting next to uh, Phil Simmons on the uh, uh, bench. He's uh, watching and waiting. And oh, he's seen his mate swing another into the leg side. That's even bigger. That's almost landed in the party stand. It's another six. Third six of the over. 42 needed from 14. And Shepard has 34 from 22 deliveries. Reese Topley to bolt his final over. Left arm over, swing outside of off stump, and Shepard can't make contact with that one. Barry Wilkins is in the back of the box. He's adamant the West Indies can still win this game. Final ball of the 19th then. Topley in, swung hard by Shepard. Out through point, one bounce, two bounces. Can Mo and Ali get there? No, it goes away for four. So 19 gone, 142 for eight. Shepard moves to 44. The West Indies need 30 more from the final six deliveries. Right, we've plugged in uh, Barry Wilkinson. Barry, tell me why you thought at the start of that over it was still so possible for the West Indies. Look, Romario Shepard, as I said earlier, West Indies A team versus New Zealand A, December 3rd. 133 from 154 balls, 14-4, seven sixes, when the West Indies were struggling at 77 for seven. He came in bang at number nine and belted that 100. And everyone took note back then, that was in December, like I said, 2020. Everyone took note that this youngster from Guyana is no joke. And I've seen him play some innings in the CPL, and I understand how he likes to bat. He's extremely confident. And I've seen him belt some sixes, and that's why I had the confidence that, look, even though the West Indies will probably go down, once Romero Shepard is there, they're going to definitely go down guns blazing. Exclusive international cricket live, the West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. It is Akil Hussain who is on strike for the first ball of the last over. 18 from 10 he has to his name. It's almost 11.30 this Sunday evening. And Sakeem Mahmood has the uh, final over, but it's not the first ball of the final over because he's put it across the left-hander, but too wide. And Joel Wilson stretches out his arms, calls wide, and it's now 29 needed from six regulation deliveries. I don't think that will phase him too much. He's got a plan to get out on that wide line. He's only missed it fractionally. It's good that he committed to it. Right, gathers at the end of his mark, on his way. Right arm over the wicket, that could be another wide, you know, that's a big swish. And everyone turns to Joel Wilson, and Joel Wilson doesn't raise his arms on this occasion. England were concerned, or should I say disappointed, with the call of wide earlier. Now it's Akil Hussain's turn to be uh, disappointed and staring at the umpire, saying, well, why wasn't that one? That did look a little bit wide of the blue marker. No, 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 pitched inside the blue line. He's been consistent as Joe Wilson. We've seen that before. In the first innings, I possibly said he was uh, a wide when actually it's exactly the same as what we've just seen there. Mahmood. Akila Sain gives him himself some space outside of Austin. Swings it to the leg side. Great shot. England have got two men patrolling the leg side boundary. One at long on, one at uh, mid-wicket. And he's managed to get it between the pair of them and it goes away for four. The West Indies 147 for eight. It's a good swipe, this. Massini got that gap. It is the shorter boundary, but it doesn't matter. He's managed to get enough left hand in it just to persuade it into that gap. 
Muscle, I'm not so sure, but the bat swing, speed of swing, all there. Very well played, young man. 22 from 12, 25 needed from four. Swings hard, back over. Mahmoud's head, he needs to go all the way. Now, did that land on the boundary foam? It's four, it was just short. The West Indies needed that to go all the way. The 150 comes up, it's 151 for eight, but it's 21 from three balls. Akil Hussein has a first class 100, just in case you needed that fact at this stage, Maka. I think I can understand why. He got himself very deep in the crease and then straight drove it back over the bowler's head. And that was millimetres away from landing on the boundary sponge and being a six. Pressure on Mahmoud. He's on his way for the fourth ball. Right arm over, that will be called wide. Joel Wilson raises the uh, arms, 152 for eight, 20 more from three balls. It's still not technically possible, but all of these things just build up the pressure, Gareth Batty. Oh, you can see the pressure, the tension around the stadium, not just on the players' faces, but in the crowd. Like you say, mathematically, it's done. But both of the batters out there, they, they still feel, they still feel it. They, they don't feel like it's done. They're expecting a no ball, a couple of wides. They're expecting something. And you can see Mahmoud, he knows that this is his audition. This is his, this is his chance. He's got to get it right. It's international cricket. There's a lot on the line. He's had a chat with Owen Morgan. Now he comes in. Achilles they wax this oh. into the leg side. Oh, great attempt to stop the ball, but it goes for six. It's 14 off of two balls, but Akil Hussain is going to get every maximum ounce he can get out of this in the hope that Mahmoud will bowl another wide and keep this game alive. But what a shot, pulled over at mid-wicket. It's a brilliant, brilliant attempt by Jason Roy. He ends up tipping it over the bar for six, but he was centimetres away from pulling off an absolute worldie. It's a full swing of the back again. It's that bat again. I'm saying Roy almost gets it. He went with the wrong hand. Almost needed to be a left-handed catch. Sort of top left-hand corner, but he goes with the right hand because he trusts it a bit more. Almost, almost claws it in. But the momentum and the power of the ball takes him over the line. And it's another six. Fantastic batting from these two young men. So three years ago, Durban Heat needed 12 runs, I think. Sorry, we're defending with 12 runs needed after the last ball. 14 from two. Here comes Mahmoud. Akil Hussain swings hard into the leg side again. He's still that one. It goes for six. Eight off the last ball is what's required. All Mahmoud has to do is not bowl a no ball or a wide, and this is done. But at the moment, Akil Hussain's beans are going. He's pinged that one. That's an absolute beauty over the leg side and the crowd are loving it. The West Indies technically cannot win if the bowler just keeps his cool. This is better than the previous one. This is a heck of a strike. Short boundary, no short boundary, it doesn't matter. That's a, that's a 90 yard strike, straight over long on into the crowd. The crowd are loving it. They've got full value for money. 38 off 15 now from Hussain. Wow, has he played a hand. Even if it's in vain, this is, uh, Incredible from these two West Indian batters. Mahmoud has the final ball 
of his over the final ball of the innings. He's got naught for 39 so far. He's gone for back-to-back -back sixes. Eight needed from the final ball. Mahmood runs up, right arm over. Akil Hussain smashes it over long off for six. It's an incredible way to finish. Six, six, six. But it's not enough. England have won by one run. Akil Hussain is down on his knees in the middle of the pitch. He gets a pat on the head from Romario Shepard. Now Sam Billings wanders over and pats him on the back. There's going to be a bit of a strange feeling within the England camp. They've won the match, they've levelled the series, but the last over belongs to Akil Hussain. England will tell you, though, they did enough because the final over, they came up short. But what a dramatic finish to this game, Gareth Batty. God, I mean, one of the biggest compliments you could pay any West Indian cricketer, that last shot, it looked like Brown Lyra, the way he just hit it up and over, long off, and it's gone a long way back. There is no question that this is short boundary hitting. This is proper hitting from a, you know, a slight man compared with Shepard at the other, other end, who's six foot plenty and a very, very big man. That was a wonderful effort from these two. They've shown some real fight. They've shown some real passion. They've done some things there that, uh, in that changing room, yes, they've lost a game of cricket, but I tell you what, they'll, they'll be full of energy. They'll be buzzing off that. That is a very dangerous statement there by these two young batters in England need to take heed from that and actually just learn from what's just happened there, those last two or three overs. Well, the players are walking off and Kyron Pollard has just given a big, big hug and a pat on the back to Akil Hussain as he goes past him. He's just shaking hands with Owen Morgan with a huge, huge grin on his face as if to say to Owen Morgan, yeah, you know how close that one was. Let's bring Barry back in. Well, I'll tell you what, Barry, you weren't a million miles wrong. I told you, this is what you call a tremendous defeat. The West Indies fans would not mind what happened at Kensington Oval tonight because this is what you call fight, hard, giving it your all. And I, I warned you that Hussein and Shepard are not batsmen to be played with. They could have won this game for the West Indies. I mean, they came within one run one run and we would be going to a super over and I'm, I'm not surprised by what happened here at all the writing has been on the wall for the last couple of seasons watching Hussein watching Shepard these guys have really propped up the West Indies in terms of the, the bottom half of the innings when it has been soft and what we saw here tonight was what I would consider to be a tremendous defeat the Windies should not feel shamed at all and the fans got their full value. Every fan here got full value tonight and watching around and listening on TalkSport 2. Well, that is the uh, highest uh, ninth wicket stand in T20 crickets for the uh, West Indies. 72 unbroken, beating the uh, previous best of uh, DJ Bravo and Jerome Taylor against Pakistan back in uh, 2016 in Dubai. They made 66. So uh, England win by one run. They posted 171 for eight. Remember the par score, or sorry, the average score uh, in Barbados in T20s is only 155. So we thought England were plenty above par on that one. And then when the West Indies were six, uh, 57 for six, 65 for seven, it looked like the West Indies were out with the washing, but Romario Shepard and Akil Hussain had other ideas. They both finished 44 not out 
and the West Indies lose by one run and the series is level at one match apiece. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England. Direct from the Kensington Oval, Barbados. On TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 